again, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. It's the main show, but it is the main show unlike you have ever seen the main show before. Because for some stupid reason, we decided, oh, let's do this weird format, non-format thing today and try something a little bit different. It is episode 84 of the main show, and for the first time, um, we are not focusing on one or even two movies, uh, even though we kind of are, which, again, doesn't make sense. Very little of this will make sense. Um, Weirdly, we are, in fact, focusing on a whole series of, of, of movies today with a main focus on two in particular. It is, of course, Janine Week. So Janine is back with me uh, on the main show. Hello, Janine. Hello, Morgan. Are you ready for this very unorthodox uh, episode? Of it is unorthodox. <laughs> it's a wonderful I've n- podcast. <laughs> I've... I've got absolutely no idea how it's actually going to go. Um, But I hope and I think it's going to be fun because these movies certainly are. And, um, well, I mean, like, do you you want to tell people what movies we're we're talking about today? Well, I appreciate being a guinea pig, um, first off, I'll say that. Um, Yeah. But... Today's episode is about education. <laughs> it is. It is about education. It's about educate. It's about cultural education. Yes. But not so in we... like a, a really sort of highbrow way. In a very, very lowbrow low way. Brow. It's about <laughs> cultural education. So Morgan um, yeah. has decided to educate me on the British series of films called Carry On. Yes, I have the Carry On movies, the Carry On films. Everybody in Britain has heard of them, even if they've never seen one of them. I can uh, I can guarantee that. Um, yet you know, nobody in the U.S. has ever heard of them, which uh, nope. in my which in in my opinion is a tragedy. But in perhaps. Um, uh, you know, perhaps a, a, an American's opinion um, is, is maybe a good thing. I don't know. It's maybe but a we good are thing. Doing our... <laughs> we are doing our part to spread the word. Yeah, but that's kind of what we're here doing today. I am a British person teaching a non-British person about a terrifyingly British thing. <laughs> I know we're all about, that, we're all about edutainment here. On yes. It's a wonderful podcast. <laughs> Janine, what would you say British uh, stereotypes are in the US? Air. <laughs> Very snooty and serious and drinking tea. <laughs> yes, Eating I crumpets. Would, <laughs> Very I would spotty. Say that, <laughs> I would say, and this is coming from me, and this is coming from what people talk to me about and ask me to sort of do and say and what have you when I'm in the US, people either think we live in London, obviously, because, you know, everyone lives in London. It's the centre of the UK, of course. Yeah, live in the centre of London or in Downton Abbey. And there is no in-between. Now, really, what these movies are, the carry-on movies, they're the (laughs) in-between. They are every day. Which is why these movies... um, And I know many of you listening have never heard of these movies. I think, I believe, there have only ever been two British film film series that have, have been bigger... And better than this, and that's James Bond and Harry Potter. In terms of box office as well, these movies absolutely killed it. These movies were always top in the box office. They were box office phenomenons. They were so, like <laughs> there were like thirty of them, I think. I don't so know how many, maybe twenty something. So then I have a question for you. 
a question. This is what this episode <laughs> is all going to be about. Questions, yes. So there have been, as you've described, popular British things that have bled over into American culture. Yeah. Uh, how come... Why do you think this didn't? And I mean, even like something like Monty Python, which was like a comedy yeah. series, of inherently British comedy series that made movies as well. And those movies are pretty popular in America as well. So how come something like that can cross over and not how come this never really made that crossover or that impact in American pop culture? I think the main difference in comedy, in the comedy of Monty Python, well, to be fair, Monty Python's quite highbrow comedy. It's stupid, but it's you've got to be smart to sort of get it because it, it's so absolutely it's a it's ridiculous. a thinking man's a thinking man's comedy <laughs> well it, that's what i mean it, it's what i love about monty python is that it is so stupid but it's made by such smart people and that's not to say that the people behind carry on weren't smart they saw what they had and they went for it but you can't call monty python formulaic can you yeah in any way um the movies in particular, look at the two the two big Monty Python movies. S- scrap the meaning of life movie. It's a bit... It's not great compared to the other two. But look at the two. You've got Holy Grail and Life of Brian. They are essentially spoof movies, the both of them. Right? Yes. And spoof movies can translate whatever. Ah, uh, okay. The Carry On movies, even though some of them are spoofs, and quite a lot of them are spoofs, we're going to be talking about one in particular. Um, are kind of inherently much, their own thing. Very much. Well, yeah, it's very much a spoof movie, but the comedy style of a Carry On movie is, is lowbrow. It is lowbrow. It's all about innuendo. It's all about double entendre, and it's all about the cheap joke that just happens to just work every time. And it does. For me, it just works every time. There is something so... But there there is something, and I don't really know how to explain this as a... As, you know, me being me, me being British, me having grown up watching some of these movies... um, I think there's something too British about them. <laughs> I think too British that, that it can't really translate. Too British anything? that it can't translate. Okay. Yeah. I think there's some. There is just certain things that are just that that isn't funny to anyone else. Like, <laughs> like it when is you to actually, a British person. Yeah, when you actually think about it, I mean, it it takes a real sort of masochist to want to sit down and dissect through a carry-on movie because just watch the carry-on movie and laugh (laughs) but i can sit there and and laugh at a carry-on movie but then think well that joke that joke right there is so ridiculous no nobody should be laughing at that joke why am i laughing at that joke (laughs) oh yeah because i have this built in me to laugh at this joke Uh, and i I think that's what it's about and it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense but i I, think that's what it is and i think i realized that it kind of goes for the easy jokes because they want to pack in they want to pack in as much jokes and as much laughs as possible it's kind of like in movies where in american movies well any movies i guess where you know slapstick kind of you know falling down and that kind of humor is physical comedy is the easy way to get a laugh. And yeah. so they kind of use it a lot. This they were using like puns and, you know. Um, puns is a, puns is a, is <laughs> yes. a generous term. <laughs> and wordplay and um, word you know, plays also repetitive, <laughs> repetitive kind of comeback jokes and a bit of naughty, naughty language and naughty um, thoughts processes. Um, there's, abs- there's no kind naughty of just squ- language in a, in a carry-on movie. <laughs> well, you know that's, what I mean. Like <laughs> that's also the weird beauty of them is that they're well, so innocent. 
I liked that description I heard of, about it. That it's like it's not nasty. It's naughty. <laughs> it's no that well that is true. <laughs> they kind of like dance n- near the line, um, but they never yeah. cross it. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, you'll <laughs> yeah you you'll think you'll see uh, somebody's. Um, Oh, you you know you get like bras flying off and stuff like that, but you never you never you never see anything. Nothing's ever shown, um, apart from in one in particular instance, actually. But we're not necessarily focusing on that. But it comes so close to being. Well, the thing is, it's never gratuitous because these movies, these movies, if they were made. Um, gratuitously would be like oh god this is this is just a bad sort of porn <laughs> movie from the 70s yeah which is what it would be um but there's but do you think that's what would have gotten it to cross over <laughs> but no i don't know maybe <laughs> but children watch these movies children laugh at these movies because there's an innocence to them these movies are rated you know pg just yeah. oh if there's a parent there just watch them you know, there's mild innuendo, which there is. That's all it is. I mean, once you get older, the innuendo becomes way more obvious and it kind of becomes funnier. Yeah. Because it's just silly. It. This is not, they are not smart movies in their, <laughs> in their sort of, in the same sense as Monty Python. But I do think there's a, a cleverness to them to find the formula that they had. Oh, definitely. And finding that balance of um, being silly and fun while not being totally ridiculous to where you're just like, I don't get what's happening. I don't get why this is supposed to be funny. Yeah, they're not bad movies. They're cheap movies. They were made for like a couple of hundred thousand pounds each. (laughs) They're very, very cheap movies. Um one of the movies we're going to be talking about more specifically was Carry On Cleo, which is basically just a spoof of Cleopatra. Um, some of the sets, a lot of the sets for that movie were literally borrowed sets from the movie Cleopatra. Oh, dang. That, that, that were just there at the studio that they were, yeah, just go and use them. So they kept it very, very cheap. They always had a recurring cast which was a great thing. That's that. I mean, that's the thing that people go to them for is the recurring cast of of actors. Um, I don't think it's a, a lie to say that it, they felt like a family. And I think if you watch like documentaries about these movies, I think that you know that some of the actors speaking, I think they will say you know they say the same thing. It felt like a family, even though sometimes yeah. you know they would be angry at the producers for giving them no pay um, because (laughs) they they were so (laughs) cheap but they still did it because they loved doing it they loved seeing everyone again they made so many of them in such a short space of time i think there were three i think there were three released in like 1969 but i didn't even realize that it went like further back than what i saw oh yeah it was I think it started in 55. Yeah. Um, crazy. It started in 55 and, as far as I'm concerned, ended in 1975. Because we don't talk about the last two. Because they they don't exist. Especially the last one, which was made in 1992, which was called Carry On Columbus, which was about Christopher Columbus. Yeah. But it basically only had one of the regular casting and okay. was filled with a bunch of random. Um, no, it wasn't random, but it was it was filled with sort of alternative comedians, new wave new wave oh, okay. comedians that weren't that just really didn't fit with the fit. comedy style. Oh, okay, okay, and that's you know that's fine. I love I love those comedians for what they do, but they do not fit in the, these kind of movies. Um, to be honest. In terms of a in terms of stand up comedy, I really don't like, you know, stand up comedy from around the Carry On era. It's, 
like you said before it's nasty it's not nasty it's naughty stand-up comedy from that time was nasty it was racist (laughs) it was sexist it was homophobic it was awful but this this show even kind of talks about how they did that but they i don't know how they managed to do it in a way that wasn't like offensive it just kind of was funny and it worked and because it kept its it always kept its innocence you knew it was just innocent you knew it wasn't trying it was just going for the gag yeah that's what and that's what these these movies always always did uh do but 15 minutes in um janine what what do you what do you make of the carry-on movies i know you've only seen two but i think i i made you watch uh two good ones to compare because a lot of these were either contemporary set ones like in hospitals or police stations or um you know like you had carry on constable or carry on sergeant which were policed ones you had carry on cabbie which was a taxi service one that's a really good one actually um, you had ca- you know, uh, one that we're going to be talking about more specifically, Carry On Doctor, which was a hospital, but you had like f- four more hospital-based ones. Yeah. Um, but then you had, in complete contrast, the sort of historical ones or the spoof ones, like we said with Carry On Cleo, Cleo. that's just a Cleopatra spoof with Julius Caesar Julius in Caesar. there. And <laughs> Mark Antony, and Mark Antony in there. Or you had Carry On Henry. And I should say, yeah, they're, they're all called Carry On Something, by the way. That's that's why they're called Carry On Movies. I feel like, I know I always try and over-explain. I feel like this might be necessary this time to actually over-explain because just for people. <laughs> I would recommend uh, bringing some of these movies up on, on an IMDb or a Wikipedia or whatever while you're listening to this. Just to sort of get a <laughs> kind of get a feel of a gist what, of what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, you had like Carry On Henry that was a, a Henry the Eighth movie. Um you had Carry On Carry On Screaming, which was a really good spoof of um Hammer Horror movies. Okay. But it, it's got less it's got a, it's still got enough to, you know, be a, a really good fit and feel like a carry on movie. Uh, enough of the regular cast, but it it it's definitely got less of them in there. Okay. Um, carry on spying, which was basically a Bond spoof. Um, you had carry on, um, carry on, don't lose your head, which is one of my favourites, which is set in the French Revolution. Oh. Um, that is really is one of my favourites. But everybody has stupid names in these movies. <laughs> is there kind of a balance of uh historical ones to just kind of spoof there is, ones to there there is there is a, there is a good balance there is there is a really really good balance um and it's really really fun don't lose your head is a really really good one though and i just lo- i love how everybody has stupid names in them in fact one of my it's and it's again it's a it's a stupid stupid gag but it's actually in carry on abroad yeah where you know the gang as it were because they're all regulars they all go on holiday to spain and stay in a horrible hotel that's falling (laughs) apart oh god and that's the movie that's the movie um but the guy the guy running the hotel who's also played by a regular Who's putting on, you know, a kind of ridiculous Spanish accent. Um, uh, Which could be offensive to some. But of course. It works. It somehow, it <laughs> just works. <laughs> Believe me, there is plenty of things <laughs> in these movies that are, that are frankly offensive. But I'm not offended by. Because it's just because silly it's... enough that you know how unserious they're being. In yeah. the whole process of it. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said, one of my favourite... One, weirdly, one of my favourite gags, and it's an absolute nothing gag, is in Carry On Abroad. Because the, the leader of the um, 
sort of travel group is played by Kenneth Williams, who's Kenneth Williams is kind of the. It's well, it's. I mean, there's a there's a few of them. I think Kenneth Williams is the most recognisable to most people. Yeah. Person who was in these movies. Um, if you Google Kenneth Williams, he he's got a st- stupid face and he always makes this noise. <laughs> or and um, that's basically his entire character. He he was the one who played Julius Caesar in Carry uh, On Cleo. Yes. Um, and I think he's great in Carry On Cleo. I think that's one of his best roles. I really do. Uh, yes, I do um, prefer him in that one to uh, Carry On Doctor. I thought he definitely had more room yeah. to get a little, <laughs> a little ridiculous. <laughs> he did. He, he was probably did. the funnest part of that movie. <laughs> um, but him in Abroad, him in Carry On Abroad, he's called, his name's Stuart Farquhar. And obviously, like this, com- this comes before Lord Farquaad, Farquaad and Shrek yeah. and stuff like this. But he's so like he he's so insistent that everybody pronounces his name properly that when he gets to Spain and to this rundown hotel where they're all supposed to be staying on this whole coach, yeah. And 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 the 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 hotel owner says, "Oh, you're Mister Farquhar's." <laughs> And he's just like, my name is Farquhar. It's almost like a Tony Stank oh, moment. It's, yeah, it's a it's a Tony Stank moment. Oh, he calls him like, um, he, he might even call him like stupid Farquhar's or something like that when he means Stuart Farquhar. And it's just a stupid, stupid joke. But for some reason... And that you know, that's that's the great thing about and this he, he's my favorite. Kenneth Williams is my favorite for his reactions, his better reactions and just facial expressions than anyone else in these movies. It is beyond ridiculous, and it just <laughs> it's perfect. And but, he's one who also kind of played with the physical comedy as well as like the silly wordplay stuff like that he was a great combination of the two things i think to save me going on and on and on and on on. (laughs) so you did ask me a question at the start of that whole (laughs) i did i did (laughs) i did um yes what is your answer to that question (laughs) the question of what did i think of what do i think of the series and um yeah, what do you I'm, make of it? <laughs> I'm actually kind of impressed with the whole concept of it. Like, I mean, they could have easily taken these ideas and done some kind of like sketch show or something like that, or like weekly episodic show. But they took the time to develop them into like hour and a half full length films. Um and I just really like the creativity of them. Um, while the jokes do kind of go for the easy laugh and the simple laugh, it doesn't feel lazy, which no. I really liked. Um, I just think it's a very smart concept to kind of have this core group of people um, in different situations. So, yeah, I, I really think it's a smart, funny entertaining concept and so i'm really surprised that it didn't really translate more yeah outside of the uk because i think it's a really cool idea of a series of films um and you can tell that they're all having fun you can tell that they love doing this um and yeah like they are kind of going for the easy laugh but it does not feel lazy it doesn't feel forced it all just feels really fun and natural and yeah, I kind of I really impressed with the concept I'm, of these I'm, films. <laughs> I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased about that. And I mean, I know I've said that like there's this good balance of sort of different types of movies, and there's yeah. all these movies, and they're set in all these different places, and each one's different. I mean, is each one different? Because everybody's playing the exact same <laughs> exact character same in each one. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kenneth Williams is always the guy going, Air. even when and he's the playing squirrely Julius guy Caesar. who's checking out the lady and <laughs> saying something ridiculous. And 
<laughs> being a little bit a little bit snooty and wheezy. He's very snooty. <laughs> yeah. he, he's very snooty. It's watch what if you can watch some interviews with Kenneth Williams because I think he's really kind of interesting and I mean the the sort of there's there's a sadness to a lot of these actors in their lives as well is that a lot of them um like like I've said obviously you know they weren't paid so much for these movies at all they came they kept coming back because they loved doing them yes um they didn't take long to do I think each one was like a 6 week shoot or something like that so it really didn't take long to make them because they yeah. were just like all go 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 <laughs> yeah um but they just were loved they, each other they loved the family vibe of it were they heavily improvised or did they kind of no have a, no. okay okay no 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 no. it was all it was all script and to script be fair to the script writer i think he's i think um it's talbot rothwell which is an absurdly british name um <laughs> I think he he wrote... I mean, it was the same director for them all, the same producer for them all, and I think the same writer for them all. Um, there was a real sense of, you you know, people knew what they were getting with a carry-on movie. This one just happened to be set in whatever it was set in. You knew what you were getting, which yeah. was the sort of beauty of, of, of... It's the beauty of watching them, and I think it's why they were such successes at the box office um because everybody just would would enjoy them um i think the the most famous one is carry on camping where a bunch of them go on a camping holiday right yes just i think that's the most famous one it's got some of the most famous scenes in it so yeah, I, 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 that's the most famous one. But let's actually get onto your thoughts on the ones you did watch. <laughs> I kind of want to start with Cleo because I think it's the better okay. movie of the two you saw. Um, I would, I would agree with that. So you would agree? I like it. I like that you would agree with that. Please <laughs> tell me your thoughts on Carry On Cleo. Um. It wasn't what I expected, because, I mean, it's Carry On Cleo, so I thought it would be kind of all about Cleopatra and all about her. Um, but the fact that they brought in other historical characters and <laughs> um, just there were a lot of puns. <laughs> a lot of puns. There were a lot of puns. <laughs> I think by that, um, it sounds like you have f some favorite puns that happened or some favorite... Um, there was just a lot of silly wordplay that I was like, this is ridiculous. How did they, like, how, why is this funny? Like, why am I laughing yeah, exactly. right now? This is so ridiculous. This is so simple. Why am I laughing? There were a lot of moments like that. And I loved that there were a lot of, like, silly female characters as well. I, you know, um, yeah, most most kind of British comedy, you don't really get a lot of female kind of contribution that I can think of. And that's also another reason why I'm kind of really excited about this whole series of films, because there are a lot of great, funny female characters. Like I yeah, grew up watching shows like, are you being served? Like a great British comedy show that yeah. I love. And I always loved all the, sassy kind of female characters who were just as funny if not funnier to me than the male characters so um i felt like i got that kind of sense in this movie in particular like women being like sexy and kind of you know yeah mildly objectified but it was all kind of part of the gag of it part of the joke of it oh look there's yeah there's there's and definite <laughs> sort of, i mean there's definite objectification going on um yeah <laughs> there's there's you know there there is in part <laughs> definite sexism going on but yes like, but it's all part of the it's all part of the joke it is a scene as a joke in the in the story so yeah um, it's it's all it's the, the movies are, are that ridiculous that it's never serious so yeah you can't so look you don't take it you, you don't take seriously. it seriously 
Exactly. So, yes, I enjoyed seeing kind of the funny female characters, the nagging wife and... Joan (laughs) Sims. Joan Sims, that, who who is one of the the great women of Carry On. Um, Yes. She's in a lot of them. She, She might actually be the most prevalent woman in Carry On. Joan Sims, I think, okay. who did play yes, yeah, who did play a Caesar's wife in yes. in 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 Cleo. Um, and uh, Cle- Cleopatra always taking her milk baths. <laughs> yeah, Cleopatra, I think in that movie is great as well. Now yeah. that ac- that actress is, she's she's one of the ones that sort of because you got this a lot with Carry On as well, and you also got this in in Carry On Doctor, which we're talking about. Is you you get actors playing pretty major roles who would come in for that one movie or who would come in for like three of the movies or something like that it it almost goes in tiers where you've got your your main recurring cast you've got your secondary recurring cast that you'd see every now and again in a carry-on movie you've got your ones that you saw in about three of them and that your ones that you you only saw once um (laughs) The, the 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 woman who played Cleopatra is one that you kind of always saw at once. The ones, okay. Uh, but she was really silly. I really liked. She was. I really liked her in in Cleo. Um, some yes, of, Julius I want, Caesar was. <laughs> Julius, yes, please. My favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, he was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, he more than in Carry On Doctor, like. I feel like he did more. Um, yeah, like I liked that they chose him to portray Julius Caesar because, you know, he has his whole kind of little weaselly thing. So for him to do that for that yeah. historical character was kind of silly. Um, yeah. Like the whole stuff with his. <laughs> I always like I always like it when he keeps getting cut off. And I know I just cut you off there. I didn't do <laughs> yeah, that for the joke. <laughs> But when the, he always gets cut off with his friends, Roman's country. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Every time it's friends, Romans, Romans and then somebody the whispers in his ear, <laughs> yeah. countrymen. <laughs> I know. Um, usually, uh, usually Sid James as Mark Antony. And I know we haven't talked about Sid James much, um, but Sid James is kind of the other, you know, the other huge star of carry on let's see the mark um, mark, An- not the, mark anthony not, guy yes he was he, he was mark anthony but not that you know it it wasn't to call them stars i don't mean that like kenneth williams and sid james did anything else but carry on in their careers because they kind of didn't um yeah you know, that's kind of this, what they were known this for. whole series was so long but they yeah exactly but I always feel like they were the two big named ones. They were they were always playing the leads, you know. They were they were the, they were sort of they were the the favourites. They're still the favourites of people who watch these movies. Um, but yeah, please go ahead. I just wanted to, to <laughs> give a mention to Sid James properly. But this was kind of like a shining example of the things that I love about British comedy. Just the fact that they can be saying ridiculous things, but how it's delivered so kind of straight that that's what the kind of the joke is about it. Like like the whole thing with the guy who was trying to invent his square wheels and he's like trying to hitch a ride and he's getting like captured and he doesn't even realize it. Yeah. We, you know, we should also say, of course, in in these movies, perhaps the most famous name for Americans in these movies is Jim Dale, who provided the voice of the Harry Potter audiobooks in the US versions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim Dale, which is why I can't take those versions seriously, because it's just Jim Dale <laughs> from Carry On. Because you're just expecting him to say something ridiculous yeah. in the um, middle of reading. But he is he's in both of these movies that we're sort of mainly focusing on. Um you know, he, he plays the 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 tough one of the British people yeah. who the Romans are, are, are capturing. 
um, but gets mistaken for the inventor. Um, or is it the other way around? It's Kenneth Connor playing the the failing inventor making his square wheel. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> gets mistaken for the... Mistaken for the tougher one. For and... <laughs> the tougher one. Yes. <laughs> and gets somehow called up into Caesar's guard. Yes, guard, yeah. <laughs> um, just, f- and ends up somehow getting out of these situations. But you're always kind of just, like, rooting for him. Just how because, it works out every time. Like. Yeah. And then they just open the door and say, oh, he's killed five men again. He's <laughs> like, yeah. no, no, he hasn't. But please, please tell us how you have killed five men. And then he proceeds to tell them how he killed five yeah. men. <laughs> and <laughs> it's uh I also it's kind of silly. loved him in the slave auction. Like, he's going out there, showing yeah. off his muscles, like, expecting to be bought by a pretty lady. And, like, oh, okay, no takers. All right. <laughs> and then they put the lion stamp on him. Okay, we're just going to feed you to the lions then because nobody wants to buy you. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, he goes out there expecting because the guy before him, you know, got bought by a lady. And he's like, oh, I can you know oh yeah it's gonna happen for me and not one bid and everyone's just quiet kind of like looking away (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is funny there's it look that's the kind of humor we're looking at we're looking at simple stupid humor that somehow works throughout the throughout all of these um what did you make i'll find this what did you make of charles hawtrey in this movie he was the father of joan sims the oh weird one. <laughs> yes. Him just popping up at random times. Like, like out of vases and stuff out, like that. Yes. Like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. He's the... He, he, he speaks prophecies. And um, him seeing... And him getting his visions and just, like, convulsing around. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> doing, like, this crazy, like, monkey dance. Like, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I think... I think he's always great because he's always played that kind of character as well, where he's just like he's such a sort of high energy guy. Yeah. But in these short bursts, and, and then compared, he'll just sort of comparing that to everyone else's kind of simplistic delivery of these kind of silly things. He's doing the silly things physically and yeah. verbally, and it he's very very stands quick. out separate from everything else. I always love how he is clearly sort of the campest one as well. But yeah. he, in in a lot of carry-on movies, he always seems to be the ladies' man. Um, especially in like in like Don't Lose Your Head, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's the French Revolution. So he, to be fair, he kind of fits really well. His character <laughs> type fits really well into that. Yeah. Um, he is such a ladies' man in Don't Lose Your Head. It's unbelievable. But he looks like himself. And but, so you're thinking still to yourself, how is this thing. working? <laughs> yeah. But, it but works. even like the Julius Caesar guy, like in the doctor one, he was the he was kind of the ladies' man. Yeah. He had all these women coming to his office and trying to seduce him and getting jealous and fighting over him and like yeah. you're thinking, how is this a thing? But <laughs> when yeah. And you know, on on the opposite side of that, you you usually get Sid James being the one after all the women. Yeah. Um much like he is in this one in, in Cleo as Mark Anthony, he's always you know, he's after Cleopatra. But yeah. I suppose so is Caesar. Um, exactly. <laughs> but you mentioned uh, some good puns. Do you remember <laughs> any in particular? There's, I just really like how they use random, just Latin-sounding words sometimes. Words and like, yes, I don't remember any specific Cleo. ones. Well, Sid James at one point says, Blimus. When he means blimey, you know that British uh, exclamation, yeah. <laughs> and he says blimus, um, or or Caesar saying infamy, infamy. They've all got it, infamy, infamy. Yes, <laughs> which is a great line. 
Um, I think that's one of Kenneth Williams's best carry-on lines. That he's just running around shouting "Infamy, infamy," and then he just looks to the camera. They've all got it in for me. It's great. It's it's cheeseball so humor. Too. Yes, so but simple, it's, but it's not lazy. It like works. I, I just don't know how they were able to, like, hit that so no. perfectly. Where, yeah, like, you don't think it's lazy or forced at all. It's just them trying to kind of get as much bang for their buck and get as many laughs as they can in the time that they have. Yeah, so they're just throwing anything at you and yeah. it works it's just it's just odd to me how this brand of humor works so well because you think it would just be like no that's not funny like no that's just well, so easy surf- and lazy like on the surface level i can't imagine the scripts were that funny yeah you know like just reading it on the paper but like, I think that's, the not delivery that's not funny and- at all <laughs> it's all yeah. in the performances it's yeah. all in the performances and the stupid little bits of music you get. Because <laughs> sometimes you will get those really, really cheap sort of wah, wah bits of music. Yeah, cues, yeah. <laughs> and it just works, though. It's There's nothing about these movies should still work today for today's audiences. But I think for me, and I, I, look, I still think... The carry-on movies are being shown to new generations of people, much like they were shown to me. Yeah. You know, I just think, you know, I would happily show these movies to to younger generations. I don't think they'd like them, but I think <laughs> if you if, if you watch them young enough, or you grow up with them, you'll have a fondness for them. Yeah. Um. But Carry On Cleo was the historical spoof movie. Okay. So what about Carry On Doctor, which was the contemporary set, let's reflect on actual British life movie um, that we we watched as an example. What did you make of Doctor? Well, I think I did prefer Cleo. Like, it was funnier to me. Doctor did kind of remind me of... Uh, like like what I talked about, like are you being served? It reminded yeah. me of that it was kind more of typical. Vein of, yes, like typical modern kind of comedy. Um, <clears throat> so I did have a lot of fun with that one. I liked um, each kind of character had their bit that you kind of followed throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. The guy trying to sneak into like the ladies' ward to see his lady, and He's... the other guy who's having sympathy pain so he thinks he's having a baby because his wife is having a baby charles hawtrey again charles hawtrey again that guy constantly trying to smoke um (laughs) who's sid james i love charles hawtrey and carry on doctor as well he's barely in the movie but when he's in the movie he does those really really intense short sharp bursts of energy and then just goes back to just death (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, yes, um, I liked that each character kind of had a distinct bit. Yeah. And then you kind of followed that bit throughout the story. Um, yeah. Every, that one uh, nurse who was kind of obsessed with the doctor and she was always trying to find ways to go see him and all of that. Like, um, and a lot more physical stuff, too, in this one, I think. And somebody oh, the, yeah. gets called a poop face. Like That's true. <laughs> Jim Jim Dale does call Kenneth Williams a poop face in Carry On Doctor. I'm like that. That made me very happy. <laughs> that that is, that is true. Um, you know, in 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 that one as well, you you also get a, a few different regulars. Um, like I said, there wasn't. You know, that there's never a Carry On movie where you can spot every single regular. There isn't. I think there are a few where. That you know, there are a few that have the most regulars in there, but there isn't one that, and you'd think it'd turn up at some time in the mid '60s, like, um, like these two that we've watched a set or, or were made in. Yeah. But 
there isn't there isn't ever one carry on movie where you are literally going oh there's him and her and him and her and her and him and him and him and her and there's just everyone there there's never everyone yeah. there there's always Kenneth Williams there yeah <laughs> near enough near enough always there's near enough always Sid James there, apart from in actually Carry On Screaming, the Hammer Horror spoof, which I mentioned before, okay. which is why I kind of don't go and watch that one as much as some of the other ones, because I think a Carry On movie needs Sid James in it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, even if it's in a small role like he was in, in, in Doctor, that you said uh, he's just the guy pretending to smoke... And hiding it under his bed sheets. Um, but what do you, what are you uh, the guy who goes to see his 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 girlfriend in the other ward with the broken ankle? Bernard Breslau, <laughs> the big guy, the goofball, yes. is one of my favourites as well. Yes, he he, he he's so not in silly. Cleo, is he? Is no, he in Cleo? So. Does he not play a a guard in Cleo? No, he doesn't. Does he? No, I'm thinking of another one. Um, he's always great. He's he's such a a, lo- a lovable p- character yeah, a lo- in all the movies. <laughs> he really, really is. Um, I think if if actually if there's one thing that's c- that Cleo's missing, it's a lovable Bernard Breslau yes, performance. Like had he played some kind of guard or something in Cleo, I think that would have been really silly, just doing kind of goofy things and. What about the one guard who was very Being clearly very in brown face in Cleo? <laughs> I like that they that? tried to make it a little bit gold colored, so you know that guy. It wouldn't be a hundred percent like a racist face. Like. Yeah, it kind of was yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't look past it. We can't look past it. No, these movies. Yeah. These movies are not perfect. Um, no. But yes, carry on, uh, carry on, Doctor. You didn't like as much as Cleo. Because you said it felt more, it felt more typical. It wasn't. The, yeah, it didn't do anything that I hadn't kind of seen already. Okay. Um, in what I know of like British like comedy. Um, okay. At least that I had seen up to that point. Uh, so yeah, I liked Cleo. Kind of did some things that surprised me, and um, kind of had um, more physical stuff and kind of great dialogue that was really showed how dependent that simplistic dialogue was with the performance and the delivery to make it funny um so i kind of i guess maybe appreciated what everyone was doing a lot more um to kind of sell these like silly puns and like silly bits and things like that i think i kind of appreciated what the performers had to do more to sell this stuff and actually make it funny um as opposed to Doctor, where I felt like everything kind of, even on paper, reading that stuff would be funny. Whereas here, like, reading okay. that stuff wouldn't be funny. Um, and it was kind of dependent on how it was said and delivered okay. and performed okay. to make it funny. So I feel like more, it felt like more work, I guess. Like, you yeah. saw the work that went into it. You whereas, saw the work, yeah. um, Doctor kind of felt more easy and natural okay. and kind of what I've seen before. Okay. What did you make of Barbara Windsor, who you, who you described as the one going after Kenneth Williams all the time and uh, sneaking into his room? The, the young blonde girl. <laughs> she was so ridiculous and silly. Um, I liked that, you know, I like when female characters can kind of play with their sexuality and um oh she does it. that oh yes. she does that a lot <laughs> she can use that as a tool um for comedy and for her performance and play into the whole joke of you know um being kind of ov- overtly sexualized yeah um that it's not the main focus it's kind of the part of the joke so she seemed to do that very well um yeah so I was really impressed by that. And like I said, I really love seeing kind of the female characters getting to do some great comedic stuff. Um, and she was one of my favorite parts of that movie. 
I think I think the the one I think the one you really need to watch next would be Carry On Camping. Um, that's kind of Barbara Windsor's most famous one for one particular bra flying off scene in particular. <laughs> If I can find it, um, I don't know. Oh, you'd find that scene on YouTube. In fact, yeah, we'll find that find that scene on YouTube. Okay. Um, Barbara Windsor's bra flies off into Kenneth Williams's face, <laughs> and you can imagine Kenneth Williams's face when he finds a bra in it. Yeah, um, it's kind. It's very very funny. Um, also, I, I think I'll mention her, and then. Because I, I, we could go on for absolutely ages and ages and ages about this, <laughs> but I don't want to bore people to death. But I feel like we have to mention Hattie Jakes, who plays Matron in Carry On Doctor, yes. who also yes. wasn't in Cleo, but is a staple of these movies as well. And um, I think, to be honest, I think if you ask, if you ask people to do an impression of Kenneth Williams, usually they will say the word matron in a ridiculously over-the-top Kenneth Williams voice um, because he is constantly calling for matron, <laughs> meaning Hattie Jakes. Uh, yes. What did you make of her? Um, I liked her kind of... She had a little bit of a, a arc in the movie. You know, she was kind of like stiff, snooty, bossy kind of nurse. And then in the end, like all of all of the women hospital people kind of strap her down and yeah. like get their revenge on her for poking and prodding at them and telling them what to do. And yeah, that's a funny and also, scene. And also one of the scene. many women who, you know, were after the... Uh, after the doctor, um, you know, she's always. Uh, is he called? <laughs> is he called Doctor Tinkle? I Something think he's a, like he's that. called Doctor <laughs> Tinkle, isn't he? Yes, yes. He is. She is. Yeah, she's after him. And also, uh, just with that, I think they like to do funny things with names and whatnot. Like, I, oh, absolutely, I was watching a little do. bit of a documentary, and like one of the early episodes, this guy meets a woman, and her name was like Miss Woodcock, and he was kind of talking yeah. about how they were well, they would allow him to say the name Woodcock, but he couldn't put too much emphasis on <laughs> like any of the words in that name. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, things like God that sake. just show how they try to like toe that line and they try to like be naughty and play because yeah, that's with, in like, like the 50s yeah <laughs> yes so like they would try to you know toe that line of playing with things that were a little bit shocking but pulling it back to a way where it worked and people wouldn't be too offended and they could see the joke in it uh here's another harry potter um not comparison. What you? What do you call it? Not reference. What's the word I'm trying to think of? A link. Harry Potter link, I suppose. Okay. Uh, between Carry On and, uh, and 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 Harry Potter is that that man who you're talking about there, who was uh, saying Woodcock, is Leslie Phillips, who played the voice of the Sorting Hat. Oh, okay. There you go. There's not many. I think they're the only two carry on, um, you know, him and Jim Dale doing Staples. the, the, the um, Jim Dale plays the lead in Carry On Doctor, of course. Yes. But, yeah, I I just like that you kind of, I just like that you've watched these movies and that you you kind of, kind of get them. <laughs> well, it's not, like, it's not something I would seek out, but now that no. I've seen them, I can greatly appreciate the concept behind them, the effort that went into them, the brand of comedy that they kind of birthed at that time yeah. period. Yeah. And just the whole idea of like, like I said, this could have been, these ideas could have just been like, Oh, let's do a sketch comedy show or something. But the fact that they took all of these little com, you know, um, concepts yeah. and turned them into these full feature films, uh, kind of utilizing the same actors doing kind of the same character but in different themes. I yeah. like I think that is such a cool, fun, clever concept for something comedic. So yes, while it's not something I would have naturally sought out, um, I have a great appreciation for these movies and this series and just the idea behind them. Well, I love that so much <laughs> and I'm so thankful that um 
we did this weird version of the main <laughs> show this week where we didn't really focus on on one movie um because so i thought I just it was have... a, i thought it was about time that i i shared my fondness for these movies yeah, on, I mean, on this show but how could i have whole... picked one of them <laughs> There's a whole another show where, you know, I force you to watch movies that I love um, that yeah. I've never seen that you've never seen. So I think it was time for you to kind of get your little uh, uh, payback here. <laughs> yes. I mean, I say revenge as though it's a bad thing. <laughs> like it's a bad thing, was but a bad no, thing. <laughs> I don't think it's ever a bad thing. Um, I do. But I, I, I do really. have a question for you. Oh, a question. OK, but I, I was <laughs> just going to say I really do think. Uh, you should watch Carry On Camping next, if you okay. can, because see if, I can um, if you like Hattie Jake's fawning over Kenneth Williams, oh my God, get ready for it in that movie. <laughs> yes, I think I actually did see a bit of that in the documentary. So Oh, definitely you would have done. like it would be very fun. Definitely um, you would have done. But aside from uh, Payback and Revenge, yes. what, what made you want to show me these movies and share them with our listeners because nobody's ever heard of them who i talk to and this is the problem because and this is why i think they are so they are too british um because obviously a lot of the people i talk to are not british when it comes to movies and stuff like that um so i can never have good conversations about stupid carry-on movies with them and i really I really enjoy conversations about stupid carry-on movies. Um, so that's that's really why. I Because, you know, I've always said this, this show in particular is about discovering older movies that you may never have heard of to check them out, right? And I hope yes. that this episode has done that for people and that they maybe want to go and check one of these out. I think... Um, Either one of these, either one of these two that we're talking about today—that's Carry On Doctor or Carry On Cleo—is a good starting point. I also think Carry On Camping is arguably a better starting point. Um, I think it just so happened that you couldn't find Carry On Camping. No, I couldn't. Um, so that's why that's why we couldn't necessarily focus on that one. But either uh, you know those three, I think if you want those. Um, I feel like the historical ones may get non-Brits into it more because I think, you know, anybody can understand a historical one and it's the same kind of humour. Yeah. Um, so maybe watch Cleo or Don't Lose Your Head, like I said, the, the French Revolution one, because that's a really good one. If you want straight spoofs, watch Carry On Screaming or S Carry On Spying. Or, uh, I mean, Carry On Up the Kyber is also a really good spoof of, like, British Imperial movies. Um, you, where, you, you know, where it'd just be like, oh, the British have taken over some part of the world and are ruining the native population, but we have to kill the native population because we are <laughs> British. Yeah. And, that's, and that's apparently a good thing. Which it isn't, <laughs> obviously. But, um... You know, it's a that's a that's a good spoof of of those movies. That actually, you'll have seen this probably in the documentary. Um, it comes closest to saying the f word oh, in, 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 in in these movies. Very naughty. <laughs> one of the, because I think it's set in like India. It's set in, like northern India that one, and um, I think it's actually Bernard Breslau. Um, who tell who like is is hosting kind of these sort of performers for the I think he's called the the Kazi of Calabar or something like that who Kenneth Williams plays um, mm -hmm. and he tells one of them who's happens you know whose name happens to be Fekir he says <laughs> Fekir off oh. when he tells him to get off. So it yeah. comes very close to saying, uh, and you know they are perfectly aware of that. If you watch docu, yes. if you watch interviews with them, they are like, "We really wanted to push this one and see if we could get that past the censors," yeah. and they did. So fair, fair enough to them. Very smart. Um, 
But that one's also a good one if you're if you're into sort of those kind of movies to watch as a, a spoof. There's so many though. There really is so many. You can really, really go into them. You can buy a whole series of them. I don't know if you can outside the UK, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, but for, for anyone in Britain who, for some reason, hasn't watched carry-on movies or, or have heard of them and didn't think they were for them, give them a try. They're all in... One, one, you know, give one of them a try. One of them that I... Uh, I've just named there. Um, if you don't like them after that, then it's fair enough. But, you know, there's only 90 minutes of yeah. a stupid movie. I'm sure you'll find something to laugh at. <laughs> something different. Somebody says poop face. Exactly. <laughs> not just somebody. Jim Dale says poop face. <laughs> Americans, Americans. You're, you're so used to hearing Jim Dale say the words Harry Potter and Voldemort. Listen to him so say the word listen poop, to say poop face, face. <laughs> and and you know jump around and do a load of weird falling over hospital carts and you know knocking over nurses' papers and stuff like that, like he does in Carry On Doctor, being fumbling and bumbling like he is. Wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful, Janine. I think that's gonna about do it for this episode of the main show of It's a Wonderful Podcast, episode 84. We've been talking about the carry-on movies. (laughs) Yay! Thank you you for this education. I appreciate it, Morgan. Well, I I hope that not only you, but I hope that other people have have appreciated this as well. Please, please, if you are a fan of the carry-on movies or if you... Um, are now intrigued by the carry-on movies, leave us a voice message. I would love to talk to people about the carry-on movies. Um, tell us what your favourite one of them is. Um, I know I may be pushing by asking that, asking our good listeners um, to call in about the carry-on movies because, like I said, I, I rarely come across people especially well in in britain obviously like yeah pretty much everybody's heard of the carry-on movies but people i actually talk movies about properly nobody's nobody's really heard of them um which is is a shame is a real real shame uh they're such fun to put on on a sunday afternoon um Right, af- just, right, right such after a you. Creative concept. It's right so after you fun. come out of church, put on a innuendo <laughs> filled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, See that was somebody's mi- bra fly off to somebody's face. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's a Sunday. That's a that's a very Christian thing to do. Yes. Um, no, I don't know why I brought Christianity into it. That was um, unnecessary. That would be a Monty Python thing. Go watch Life of Brian, everyone. Um, <laughs> as well but yes leave us leave us those voice messages on anchor there is a link in the description of every episode of uh, every show on this feed uh, wherever you are listening to this uh, feed um doesn't matter what podcast provider you are on there is a link to leave us a voice message on anchor in the description of this episode janine what's going on where can people find you you can find me at Janine Debean on Twitter and Instagram. You can get some awesome merch uh, and check out my artwork at my Tee Public shop at uh, G9Design on TeePublic.com. Um, and yeah, you can check out the other shows on this feed uh, that I co host on. Um, Morgan hasn't seen where yes, I make Yes, that is the name. <laughs> watch a series of films that he hasn't seen so that's always a fun time and machine mondays every monday where i talk about schmodown related topics um yeah check it out leave us check. a voice message have some fun with us we're ridiculous <laughs> we are ridiculous it's very fun check it all out um of course check out the schmodown itself where uh, janine this week has a uh, match against the Looney Bin in the team's tournament. I do. Um, so you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, you can check me out on the Twitters 
at the purple dawn with a three instead of the e in the because Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at the purple dawn. Check out the show on Twitter at it's a wonderful one. The main show. This show, it's a wonderful podcast. Every Friday, Morgan hasn't seen. Every Wednesday, Machine Mondays. Every Monday, because it would be weird to have a show with Monday in the title that wasn't on a Monday. <laughs> it would be really, really weird. Yeah. You can find the feed on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other ones. Wherever you can find podcasts, it's probably there. Guys... That's going to do it. Episode 84 of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Like I said, we've been talking about the carry-on movies. Thank you for doing this, Janine. This has been fun. This has been a weird, um, a weird uh, unorthodox episode. Next week, we will, of course, be back to regular episodes. One movie <laughs> episodes. Um, unless, for some reason, we find a way of doing something like this again. Um, but I don't. I really, really don't know what that would be. You sounded like Kenneth Williams then. Well, I think I he's rubbing off on you. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I think. I think you. I think you have to end this episode with a Kenneth Williams impression. I really think you do. So I'm going to count us down. I'm going to say three, two, one. Bye. Bye.